Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Now we come to the last chapter of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Now about the collection for the Lord's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then, when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. After I go through Macedonia, I will come to you, for I will be going through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay with you for a while, or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, because a great door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many who oppose me. When Timothy comes... See to it that he has nothing to fear while he's with you, for he is carrying on the work of the Lord just as I am. No one then should treat him with contempt. Send him on his way in peace so that he may return to me. I am expecting him along with the brothers. Now about our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to go to you with the brothers. He was quite unwilling to go now, but he will go when he has the opportunity." Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. You know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the Lord's people. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to submit to such people and to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. I was glad when Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaeus arrived because they have supplied what was lacking from you. For they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. The churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets at their house. All the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. Come, Lord, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. This chapter contains major internal evidence for Paul having written the letter of 1 Corinthians. In verse 21, he writes, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. And so Paul uh, definitively places himself within the context of this letter, and the authorship of 1 Corinthians has never really been in question down through the ages. Paul is the author, and uh, he didn't use a scribe. He actually wrote the letter himself with his own hand, according to verse 21. There's a number of early church uh, luminaries mentioned in this particular chapter that will appear in other uh, letters of Paul in various places in the New Testament. He mentions Timothy, and later, of course, we'll come to the letters of 
First and Second Timothy, Second Timothy probably being the the last letter that Paul wrote just before his execution in Rome. Timothy was a disciple of Paul's, and here he is uh, commended to the church uh, that Paul is writing to. He mentions Apollos, who was another early um, famous character. Some have suggested that Apollos may be the author of the book of Hebrews, but at the very least, he was a well-known figure, and apparently he was familiar with this church, but at this time, he was unwilling or unable to go and visit the church. And then Paul mentions Aquila and Priscilla and says that they extend their greeting, and so Aquila and Priscilla must also have at some point been familiar with with this church in person. They must have visited the church mentioned in 1 Corinthians in the in the first century themselves. So all of these early church figures had some influence and some participation in the church at Corinth. But Paul was the founder. In verse 1, Paul writes, Now about the collection for the Lord's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money uh, in keeping with your income. So Paul, this is Paul is talking about the first day of the week, which would be Sunday. The Jews traditionally met on the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. But the early church began meeting not only on the Sabbath, but on the first day of the week in order to honor the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which occurred on the first day of the week. And so here very plainly. Paul is saying that um, on the first day of the week, when you gather, set aside some some money, the offering. This is gives some uh, support for the idea of the church meeting on Sunday as opposed to the Sabbath. It's fine for the church to meet on the Sabbath. It's fine for the church to meet on the first day of the week. If it were up to me, the church would meet every day of the week. The Lord's people would come together every day of the week. But the early church as long as it was welcome in the synagogues and in the temple, continued to meet on the Sabbath, and they also met on the first day of the week in celebration of the resurrection of Christ, who was raised the first day of the week. Paul gives some various instructions, and in verse 14 he says, Do everything in love. Paul had a great emphasis that all of the assorted things the church must be involved in, that love would be the hallmark of the church of Jesus Christ. And friends, we fall short of that. I fall far short of that, and perhaps you do as well. But we should often be reminded that we're to do everything in love. It doesn't benefit us at all uh, to become legalistic. We're to be loving as we follow the, the precepts of Scripture. Paul says the church that he's writing to, that the entire team in Asia send their greetings. It's an interesting approach, this team ministry uh, Paul was involved in all throughout his life and ministry is something that is also lacking, often lacking in the churches. We need team ministry. We need each person operating in their gifts. Everyone should be allowed and encouraged to function in uh, the context of a team, both within the church and outside of the church. Paul says that anyone who doesn't love Jesus deserves to be doomed. I'm going to read it first in the NIV and then in the Passion Translation. Verse 22, if anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. Now, that's pretty strong language. The the Passion Translation words it slightly differently. Verse 22 from the Passion, if anyone doesn't sincerely love the Lord, He deserves to be doomed as an outcast. And then he says, our Lord has come. And so it is certainly true 
if anyone doesn't love the Lord, they will ultimately be doomed as an outcast because the Lord has come and extended his grace and salvation to all of mankind. He's extended it to me and he's extended it to you. And so I want to ask you today, friends, have you received the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you embraced the sacrificial atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you love Jesus with all of your heart? Do you love the Lord? Are you living for the Lord? Are you living a life of love, expressing your faith in Christ to whoever will listen in whatever a situation presents itself for you to share your faith? Those are all hallmarks of genuine Christians. It doesn't matter whether you're um, a member of a church, per se. It matters whether you know Jesus. Now, you should attend church, but the question is not, are you a member of a church? The question is, do you belong to Jesus Christ? Do you know him? So today, I'm asking that the Lord would speak to your hearts, friends, that the grace of the Lord would touch your heart, that your heart would be open to receive Christ and to know him. Paul expressed his love in this letter, and let me express my love to everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice. Although I may never meet you on this side of the grave, I'm doing this in the hope that the Lord would touch you and redeem you, that the Lord would disciple you, that the Lord would cause you to obey all the words of Scripture. The first thing you must obey in the words of Jesus Christ is that you must be born again. You must receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, your Lord, and the Son of God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. In chapter 15, we had many testimonies as to the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead and a litany of eyewitnesses were listed. Perhaps you haven't seen Jesus raised from the dead, but we have the testimony of Scripture. And so today, will you believe the Word of God? Will you receive Jesus, the Word of God made flesh? I'm praying that you will, and I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And if, friends, if you were at some point in your life closer to Jesus than you are right now, I want you to return to Jesus with your whole heart. And so pray with me. Heavenly Father, you pray that, friends. Heavenly Father. Remember, confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus was buried and raised from the dead on the third day. And I believe he now sits, Father, in heaven with you forever. Lord, I ask that you would forgive my sins, that you would wash me and cleanse me from my sins with the precious blood of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you would save me and forgive me. Lord, give me a hope in future. Let me be joined to the life of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Lord, let my love for him be overflowing all the days of my flesh. Let me know him and love him as much as it's possible. Let me express my love to him in ways that he can receive it. And let me receive the love he has for me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the letters of Paul. I thank you for the Gospels. I thank you for all that's been written in your holy scriptures. Lord, give me the grace to obey what is written. Father, it's not enough just to be a hearer of these words. Let me obey the words that are preached. 
I pray all of this, Lord, in Jesus' name. And friends, if you've prayed this prayer, I urge you to get with other people and tell them of the commitment or the recommitment you've made today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.